Welcome to Meet My Brain, a field guide to autism. I'm your host, the Autistic Woman. In this episode, you may hear references to Asperger's, ASD, AS, on the spectrum, and other terms that have now been replaced by the term autism. Each autistic person can choose their own words to describe themselves and autism. In later episodes, you'll hear me use autism, autistics, and autistic. Today's subject is the term high-functioning and the misconceptions about it. I remember when I first heard the word autism, it was thought to be a mental condition where a child is in his or her own world and won't come out. Some even thought it was a type of schizophrenia. Some saw it as a functional disability. When I was in school, there was a small class of kids who were different. They didn't interact with the rest of us, and kids laughed about them and used sort of derogatory terms to describe them. Actually, they were downright rude, and none of us wanted to be called by one of these names. So the term autism eventually went by other names, and being autistic meant you couldn't do much for yourself, like dress yourself, speak a whole lot, socialize, you know, learn certain things. So it didn't have a real good connotation. But autism and Asperger's were eventually separated. So people with AS were considered intelligent, but would always have difficulty in life. Autistic were misunderstood as sociopathic and even called autistic psychopathy. It was about 1994 that Asperger's was considered a disorder requiring a psychiatric diagnosis. In 2013, the term was changed to autism spectrum disorder to include a wide spectrum of ASD from low functioning to high functioning and everything in between. Now here's something important. There is so much unknown about Asperger's syndrome. There's controversy within the scientific community and within the autistic community about what Asperger's is. It's been considered to be a disability, a disorder, a mental illness, a low intelligence. AS and ASD were thought of by psychiatrists and psychologists as only occurring in males. So the research on ASD was based on male children. There's little about adult testing, and there's no test for women and girls, and I'm not even sure there's a whole lot of research. What I've found is that there are anecdotal studies about females, and there's nothing in the way of studies of adult females. So after all, if the scientists decide that it only occurs in boys, why study girls, right? There is more and more information about AS, and it is coming from the people who have it. Men and women, people with AS, know what it is. They live it every day, and it's not about whether or not you can tie your shoes. The best description of high-functioning autism, and most accurate, in my opinion, comes from adults with AS. It is. High-functioning means the person is able to hide their autism. It does not mean a mild case of autism. I am a highly intelligent person with a severe case of autism, and you probably wouldn't know it to meet me. I think, yet I don't know, that I am high-functioning because my performance and accomplishment hide the truth. I don't know of any study which can account for why some people are high-functioning, even if their autism is as severe as someone who is low-functioning. You might be thinking, why didn't I just try to learn how to socialize and communicate like other people do? I did. I've read hundreds of books on communication and on relationships. 
On many subjects, I learn from reading or listening, so it follows that I should be able to learn from books, right? Each time I purchase and read another book, I'd be so excited. This is it, I think. I found the answer, finally. And things would even seem to improve for a few weeks, and that's probably because that's about how long I can imitate what I've read. Also, what I learned in the books would apply to a limited amount of situations, and if something came up that hadn't been discussed in that book, I was at a total loss. I'm embarrassed for anyone, even my family, to see my list of books on Kindle for fear they'd think there was something wrong with me. I have so many. I remember thinking that everybody read these books. After all, there's so many of them published, but most people just got it after the first time. It seems like no matter how hard I've worked at it, it hasn't improved, not much anyway. I consider myself high-functioning because I was able to hide from everyone how much I've been struggling. Many people with AS have the same reaction as I had when I knew, without doubt, that I'm on the spectrum. On impulse, without even thinking, I shouted, There's nothing wrong with me! And cried tears of joy and relief. And when the dust settled, I knew that I wanted to meet my brain. You can learn more about autistic traits in this podcast. Listen to Sensory Sensitivities about how autistic senses are affected by autism. Don't hesitate to contact me. I'm on Twitter at anautisticwoman, or you can email me at info at theautisticwoman.com. Support the podcast by subscribing, liking, tweeting, rating, reviewing, telling your friends, and becoming a patron on Patreon. I'll put links in the show notes. Thank you for listening. This has been Meet My Brain, a field guide to autism. I'm the Autistic Woman.